Shalom Aleichem, Shavuatov, all of you listeners of this great station, a station that most religious people like and love to listen to every day, uh, which has Divrei uh, Torah, Divrei Musar, Divrei Orerut. This is Rabbi Elbaz from SLC. I want to speak again about the, the parsha that we read yesterday. You know, all the parashiyot that start from last week's parasha, Vayeseh, until almost till the until the end, actually, of Sefer Bereshit, they talk about the story of Yaakov and his children. And it, everything is detailed. All steps are uh, told in order to finally come up with the result that the Bnei Israel are going down to Egypt, they're going to be enslaved, and eventually redemption and freedom and the birth of the nation and giving of the Torah. Really, this is the, 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 the theme of all these parashiyot. This scheme was designed by the Bore Olam to effect, to bring into realization the Gezerah or the, the decree for the Bnei Israel to be slaves for 400 years and then be redeemed with wonders, with miracles, be mufitim. That's what really, the, the, that's the main reason for all this parashiot. Yet, smack in the middle of this story, of this, this story of the uh, Bnei Israel, there are two isolated incidents which really are not related to the story. As a matter of fact, if you took those passages out and the story will just keep on going as if nothing was missing. Which, what are those isolated passages? Well, there are two of them. One of them, this week's parasha, and one of them in next week's parasha. In this week's parasha, it's the story about Dina, and the next week parasha has to do with Yehuda and Tama. What? Uh, first of all, I, I I I could say to you, listen. I mean, Reuven or God or Naftali or Asher. All all these uh, Shevatim, I'm sure, in their in their lives, they must have had some very important uh, incidents that could have been recorded in the Torah. I mean, after, after they, they, they lived so many years, but. It's not. The only two isolated incidents that are recorded are this story of Dina and the story of Yehuda and Tama. Question is, why? What's happening with Dina? Dina went out one day and the prince, Shechem bin Hamor, uh, liked her immediately. So what did he do? Instead of doing the right thing, to go to her parents and try to ask them for her hand, just kidnapped them, forced himself on her, abused them. And then they wanted to strike out a deal. Of course, they, the Bnei Israel tried, made some kind of a deal, but only because they wanted to take their sister out. They asked them to have a Milan. According to the Rahayim, the Orahayim HaKadosh, 
really what they wanted is on the third day when they would come in and they would be weak, they'll be able to take their sister out and finish. But unfortunately, uh, they somehow uh, uh, they tried to defend the, the prince and everything else. So that's why they had no choice but to fight the whole, you know, the whole town. But uh, this is this incident. I mean, if you look at it in a pure shot, you'll see it's really not so complimentary uh, uh, to the Shivatim altogether. But the Torah tells us about it. What's the reason? Take the next week, Yehuda. Yehuda had had uh, three sons. Er, first of all, Er married a certain woman. He died. Then came the his son, his his brother. Also, he died, and he had a younger brother, which is Shela. And but he was too young, so he told the wife, which is Tamar, to wait. And he grew up, but nothing happened. But Tamar wanted to have something, a zera. She wanted to have an offspring from Yehuda. So she disguised herself, and Yehuda comes, looks at her, takes her in. And from that relationship, there was an issue, and there were twins that came out. Well, I don't know if this is so complimentary. Uh, uh, but yet, the Torah records both of these incidents. Uh, well, uh, l- let me. The f- first thing is what's going on here. So we can say the following. First of all, the Torah, our Torah, is what we call pure truth. Emet. The seal of Akadosh Baruch Hu is nothing but truth. Our Torah tells us everything as it is. Other religions, they will only glorify and extol their uh, main uh, characters in, 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 their, in their religion. Our Torah is true. Whichever way happens, that's what it is. But there's a lot more than that. You know, we have a very important principle in our religion. And that is, Anima Amin. We have to have complete emuna, complete faith that the Mashiach is coming. And he could be coming tomorrow, he could be coming today, we don't know. But the faith, the, the emuna, 100% has to be there. There was a, a story about a, a certain Rosh Shiva in Lakewood and he was always traveling around, regardless of where he goes, from home to the yeshiva, from yeshiva back to home or to, to wedding, whatever. He always had a, a briefcase with him. He carried it with him all the time. Nobody knew why. Finally, one day, someone asked him, why? What, what do you have? What, what's so important? And he said to him, that briefcase contains a very special garment, very special suit. It's special in case the Mashiach comes now, he will change into that suit in order to greet the Mashiach. That's how far the real emunah 
in the Mashiach is. He was carrying this all along because perhaps the Mashiach will be in within a minute and he had to greet him the right way. Now, the what happened, let, 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 let's see, let, let's look at really what's happening here with Dina. Dina was taken. Of course, he forced himself on her, but they had a baby. It was a baby girl. Now, this baby girl, there's a lot of Midrashim about her. It wasn't so simple. The Shivatim were not too enthused about the girl. Uh, after all, uh, it, it was not such a uh, uh, friendly or moral uh, relationship. So they took her one day. They put a kamiya on her. A kamiya means an amulet. And in it was written, this is the daughter of Dina, the granddaughter of Yaakov. And they put her in a market, and the, the malach came, took her, and put her at the door of Potiphera. Now, this is same as Potiphar. And he, she was brought up in that home. They didn't have any kids themselves. So they took her in as their own daughter. The Midrash continues, after Yosef at Sadiq became the viceroy of Egypt, and they set up for him a whole parade. In those days, it was a custom when they would parade such an important personality such as the viceroy, the girls would be going and throwing all kinds of good things on him. Sometimes jewelry, sometimes other things, flowers, whatever. This young girl, Asnat was her name, she didn't have anything to throw. She took the amulet and she threw it. Later on, Yosef al Sadiq looked at it and she sees that this is the daughter of Dina. That means actually she's his niece. And he he took her in as a as as a wife and he married her. He did not want to marry from the Benot uh, Mitzrayim. This one was came at least from Dina. So he married her. Now when the Midrashim say that, eventually, we're going to have not one Mashiach, but it's going to be two Mashiach. First, it's going to be Mashiach bin Yosef, and then Mashiach bin David. Now, Mashiach bin Yosef, his function is a bit uh, different opinions about it. But everyone agrees that he's going to come and set sort of set the order for the Mashiach bin David. He'll be fighting the wars. According to some of he's going to be fighting Gog and Magog. He's fighting the battles. He's going to win, but eventually he'll be killed. But everything will be set and ready for the Mashiach bin David. And the Mashiach bin David will be the real Mashiach. Whenever we talk about Mashiach, Plain, we're talking about Mashiach bin David. So here what do we got from here? Because of this incident that happened, which obviously was not such a good incident, uh, 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 someone takes a, 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 a woman, kidnaps her, and forces himself, obviously, but still, 
Kemar, the union between yourself and Dina, Dina's daughter, which eventually the offspring was going to be Mashiach ben Yosef. Now let's look at the other case, the other case with Yehuda and Tamar. Now over there, the Torah specifically tells us that there were two, uh, two, two boys that came out, twins actually, and one of them was who? Parrots. Who's parrots? This was the great-great-grandfather of David Amelech, which means Mashiach ben David is coming from this, uh, this uh, relationship between Tamar and Yehuda. The reason why the Torah is putting these two passages, even though they're isolated cases, is because the Torah is telling us, you know, the Bnei Yisrael are going into Galut, the Bnei Yisrael will have more Galut and more Galut. But there will be a Mashiach ben Yosef and a Mashiach ben David that's going to be redeeming us at all times. That's why they were injected in here, these two passages, telling us about the two Mashiach that are going to be coming. Well, uh, the we really, when we look at our history, you know, we can't fathom or even imagine the, the horror, the pain and suffering, massacres, the oppression, persecution our ancestors went through in the last hundreds of years in their host country. And we always prayed for the Mashiach all the time. It's Semach David Avdechat Tatsmiyah. We always did. Throughout all the Galuyot. So now we say, okay, we have Eris Israel. So what? Before it was oppression on a community basis. Believe me, now it's oppression on a national basis. Some how many countries in the world actually are friendly to Israel? And how many are against Israel? How many countries you find anti-Semitism? Which country has absolutely no anti-Semitism whatsoever? It doesn't exist. The fact that we have Eretz Israel, so they say, okay, oh, now, now is the time to pray for the Mashiach. Not even more so than before. You know, there are some countries now that want to recognize the Palestinian state. She gone. Why? Because Israel is saying, we want to recognize them ourselves, no problem. The problem is they don't want to recognize us. Let them recognize us and we have no problem. We'll be friendly. But they refuse. So what are these countries doing? I'll give you an example. As if you have a child, it's too lazy to do homework. Doesn't want to do homework. But they say to him, look, you know what? If you do your homework, I'll give you candy. What does he do? Now he's got motivation. He's motivated. He goes, he does the homework, you give him the candy. Suppose you give him the candy beforehand, there's no motivation. He's not gonna do the homework. It would be diff very difficult for him to even Go, go and start doing his homework. The candy here is recognition of the Palestinian state. 
we want we want to recognize you. But hey, if you recognize them beforehand, you give them the candy before and you recognize them, then there's no room for negotiation whatsoever. And this is what Israel is saying. Look what they're doing to us. They're killing our people, our civilians. They're launching thousands of rockets upon us. You want to recognize them before we sit down and negotiate? Now more than ever, we need the Mashiach. The Mashiach is the one that's going to bring all these countries in the whole world, bring them together to recognize the Borei Olam, bring all the Jews to Teshuvah, and being able, again, to pray, to be grateful to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the prayer to Hashem is very important. You know, Yaakov Avinu, when he, he was uh, in the beginning of the parasha yesterday, he was scared, he was frightened. His brother was coming after him, 400 soldiers. He, he has, a, he has a, wives and children. He's not in the mood to fight. He was a strong man, but obviously he, he may lose. He doesn't want to lose anybody. What does he say? Well, what was he afraid of? Didn't Akadosh Baruch Hu tell him, Ushmarticha bechorashil telech, Vahashivuticha, everything I told don't worry. I'm going to bring you back. What are you worried about? No. What does he say? You know why he's worried? Katonti mikola chasadim, umikol haemet, asher asita et avdecha. Nah. Yaakov Avinu is saying like this. He was living with Lavan, a crooked man, a rasha, for so many years. Perhaps he did something wrong. Maybe, maybe, Ulai Yeshezelichluch. Rashi says, well, Akadosh Baruch Hu did for him so many hasadim, so many good things he brought upon him, that even if he had any zechuyot, the zechuyot are gone. A person has a zechut, HaKadosh Baruch Hu rewards him with that zechut. But how many zechuyot? So according to Yaakov Avinu, even though he had millions of zechuyot, but he said, Katonti Mikola Hasadim. He did so many kindnesses to me. Perhaps I'm not, even though Hashem, yes, you promised me, but maybe I'm not worthy of it any longer. This is the humility of Yaakov Avinu. Behira Avot. Also, it says, even, he's saying, even if you, a miracle will happen, he said, and then you save me. He says to Hashem, I don't want a miracle to happen. Why? Because when Akadosh Baruch Hu does a miracle, the Gemara says, Minakin lo It means if a person has zechuyot, even a lot of zechuyot, and if he prays for a certain miracle to happen, and it does happen, then HaKadosh Baruch takes away from his Echuyot. That's not, he didn't want that. Rabbi we, all the Jews, all of us together, we could all say, Katonti mikola hasadim mikola How many hasadim 
How many kindnesses since the establishment of the land of Israel, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did? How many miracles have happened already in Eretz Yisrael, all the wars and everything else? How many miracles are still happening today? How many? We are living, Eretz Yisrael is alive because of miracles. We had 22 Arab states. Hashem is putting in ketatot. Is putting in different, uh, different ways of thinking and ideologies among those countries. They keep on fighting among themselves and killing among themselves. This way, they wouldn't get together, Hasvi Shalom, and fight against Israel. The fact that Israel is alive is in itself a miracle. If there is so many miracles that are happening, then Hakadosh Baruch is going to take from the zechuyot. Therefore. We have to increase more and more our zechuyot. By praying to Hashem, by doing His mitzvot, by studying Torah, recognizing Hashem, and be grateful to Hashem for everything that He does. The more we do, then the better off we are in asking Hashem to provide us with more and more miracles. Irason, uh, all of us would try to unite together, have communal prayers, to have shalom both in our place, in, in Eres Israel, shalom in the whole world. Amen, Kinyasun. Just want to remind you again whatever you can do for this particular station, Rabutai, that would be a great thing. And if you have any simha, please contact us at SLC. We have a beautiful hall that will accommodate any of your simha. Shavua Tov, Iskula Miswot.